Welcome to Faithful Doubt. My name is Jordan, and this week we're going to talk about what seems to be a very big difference in Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2. This week's question comes from Michelle, and she asked, why does Genesis seem to have two different accounts of the creation story? Great question. Uh, this is a common question amongst Christians. Uh, it's a question that I've actually only recently encountered. Uh, even though I've read Genesis since I was a child, I, I never viewed the the differences in chapter one and chapter two as a as an issue. And really, that's that's kind of what Michelle's alluding to is uh, Genesis chapter one and Genesis chapter two seem to be very different uh, stories of creation. And so a lot of people use that to say, well, it contradicts it. The Bible contradicts itself. Uh, it doesn't make sense. It's not trustworthy. And so really there's an underlying question here, and that is, can we trust the creation account of Genesis if they're so different? And so to, to dive into this, I encourage everyone to read the first couple chapters of Genesis for yourself and to see if you notice these differences. Uh, again, many people would say that they contradict themselves, but I'm going to kind of explain uh, why they actually don't. So in chapter one, uh, we have the six days of creation, you know, in the beginning, uh, everyone probably knows verse one and God goes through each day, uh, creating the water, separating the water, uh, creating vegetation, creating animals. And then eventually we get to chapter two where he creates Adam and so at the end of every day, the important thing here is at the end of every day, God says that it is good, that creation is good. Now, the Hebrew word for God in chapter one that's being used is Elohim. And Elohim was a Canaanite word that the Israelites actually adopted into their own culture. And it was a word for multiple gods in the Canaanite culture. But the Israelites took Elohim and they didn't they didn't mean it as in a polytheistic God. It wasn't a term for multiple gods. It was a term for the God of gods, lowercase g, gods. So the Israelites are actually recognizing when they say Elohim, they're actually recognizing that God is above all other uh, idols or false gods, that he is the God of gods. He's the one true God. And so that's the word that's used in chapter one. And it also means the creator God, the God of uh, all authority and all power. So this is a very impersonal uh, title to give to God in chapter one. Now in chapter two, the word for God actually changes and it goes to the Hebrew term Yahweh. Now Yahweh means father. It's a very personal and intimate word and title for God. And so already you're seeing in the ancient text, a major difference in chapter one and chapter two. Now, another difference is in chapter one, we see that God creates animals uh, before he creates man, before he creates Adam. Now, in chapter two, it seems that when he creates Adam, he then creates animals for Adam to name. And if you read uh, it is Genesis chapter 2, verse 19. If you read the word had, where it says that God had created all the animals and then brought them to Adam, what he what that word had, if you looked at it in the Hebrew uh, definition, it's in the pluperfect tense, which means past, past tense, that it 
that it denotes an action that had already happened or was implied. So when he says he had created the animals, it wasn't saying that he creates Adam and the animals. It's saying he actually created the animals before Adam and brought them to Adam. And so you have to really dive into the, the meaning of the words in the ancient text. And not everyone does that. Not everyone cares enough to do that. I'm I'm nerdy enough and care enough to do that because this is my 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 calling, my passion. So uh, th- th- there is a subtle, <laughs> when we're reading scripture, we have to understand literary forms, that there's differences in literature and how you read scripture really matters. Um, there, When scripture has symbolism or metaphors, you read it as symbolism and metaphors. When it's literary and it's literal, you read it in its literal form. And one way you could view chapter one here is it's a prologue to the creation story, to the story of scripture, to all the rest of scripture. So chapter one is this prologue that sets the stage and it tells us what God has done, how he existed before the earth. He existed before time and space. And and then all of a sudden he creates everything. And then it tells us how he created uh, all of creation, including vegetation, water, the birds, the animals. And so that's, that's kind of chapter one. And then chapter two, we are dropped into the story, the story of, of God's people and how they began. And so we, 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 we're dropped into chapter two, and this is the first time we see God say something wasn't good about creation, that something was actually bad. And that is that Adam is alone, that Adam has no partner and no community like, like God has with the Son and the Holy Spirit. So God creates Eve. And so th- this, this is a great question. Um, I don't know how many people care about this question, but uh, it's it's very interesting to me. And I think to a lot of Christians, this is probably more important. But uh, again, I've never run into this question with, with non-Christians. I've never had this question asked. This seems to be amongst believers. Um, but it's important to wrestle with it, right? We need, we need to understand how to read Scripture and the differences in Scripture and what they mean. Just because something is different or seems to oppose one another, that does not mean that the Bible is not trustworthy, that it's, that it's contradicting itself, and that, we can't, and that we can't trust it as the authority in our life. Most importantly, when we read Genesis, and I've said this multiple times in other videos, when we read Genesis, we must not read it as a scientific account of creation. There is no science in Genesis. That's not what the point of the book is. Uh, (laughs) Whoever wrote the book of Genesis and the creation account was not a a modern-day scientist. The way we need to read Genesis is as a a historical account of why God made us, not how, why he made us. That's that's the most important thing to remember uh, about Genesis. It is why we are created, not how. And the reason we're created, the why of we're created, is because God loves us. He desires to have a relationship with us, and he wants us to exist and enjoy this creation that he created. He wants us to enjoy it and be fulfilled in a relationship with him. Why does Genesis seem to have two different accounts of creation? Well, it really doesn't. There might be some differences in chapter one and chapter two, but it's actually the same account. Uh, And we have to understand the differences 
and reading scripture in literary forms. So thank you, Michelle, for that question. I really appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you next time. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's video. If you're interested in joining Faithful Doubt, go on over to our Facebook group page and request to join there. Or if you just want to watch our videos, feel free to go over to YouTube and watch them there. Or if you'd like to listen to a podcast, you can find Faithful Doubt on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Thanks for watching. I'll see you guys next time.